0: today we're trying something new a longer format in fact this show which was recorded live clocks in at around two hours first up we'll be unpacking the revelations from aws reinvent ibm's new watson x ai platform and reflect on nearly 20 years of blogging and for our main course a spicy debate should we open source dingo now Before you think we're advocating releasing Australian wild dogs into the open-source wilderness, let's clarify, it's a groundbreaking piece of tech that's causing quite the stir in our digital pot. So, buckle up, charge your neural processors, and let's get data-driven. And remember, if at any point you feel lost, just remember, I'm an AI, and even I have to Google things sometimes.
1: All right. Hello and welcome to this live recorded uh, edition of Data Driven. Um, You can, um, there's the fancy lower third. (laughs) Uh, I'm here today with my co-host and brother from another mother, Andy Leonard. How's it going, Andy? Good, Frank. How are you? I'm doing all right. We originally had a podcast recording scheduled for this time slot, but you and I were talking. We it it's been a chaotic twenty-four hours at um at Shea Levine. Um or would it be Maison Levine? I'm not really sure. <laughs> but anyway, it's Granja um, Granja de Leonard. That's right. Um wouldn't it be Rancho? I don't think so. I think farm is is Granja. Yeah. Okay. So, well in any case it's been it's, I, I don't know what it's like been down in farmville but i can tell you up here in the mountains of maryland it's been been an interesting 24 hours <laughs> i hear it's you off an interesting 8 9 months and there's so a big I'm looking clue for off you right camera there. Hmm?
2: that's true i, I am yes. looking off camera because i'm trying to do something
1: that's okay We're all what i'm trying to do now so good a good number of people are going to be watching, not watching per se, but listening. Uh, and that brings me to my um, my first segue. How's that for smooth transition? That was smooth. But since it's Tuesday, I'm going to play a graphic I haven't played in a while. And this this goes out to Eamon. Eamon, you know who you are. All right. So that 10 seconds of dubstep is from an uh, After Effects template that I purchased, I think, last Black Friday. Nice. Which is good. Which which I realize, like you know, all these Black Friday deals I'm getting from these video production sites. I'm, I haven't really fully used the ones I bought last year, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to my wallet for now. I Although I am tempted with a Cyber Week deal on SendFox because you and I were talking about uh, we need to really have a good email list system in place. You have a you sure. already have one. Um, you feel like you're ready to Zumba. Thomas, how's it going, <laughs> <laughs> Um, It's it's like, uh, it's audio caffeine, right? Is that what they call it? Hope you're doing well, Thomas. Um, so I might edit the dubstep part out to save the ears of our, our podcast listeners. But if you, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll I'll see how much time I have for post-production. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But back to the segue. It turns out that um, I had a really good conversation yesterday with somebody from uh, a podcasting company, and cool. uh, it was it was a really good conversation. Actually, Let's see if I can. Nah, that works. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to uh, rearrange the uh, the settings here. Let's see. Um,
2: I too am trying something
1: um but ultimately i so so i don't want to miss say the name of her company so i will look at my email real quick uh because she was really nice she was really cool she was legendary podcasts so shout out to karen from legendary podcasts and she was telling me you know i'll give i'll give a triple shout out how about this andy because you and i were talking about this right so If you're not familiar with the, 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 the glamorous world of podcasting, and I say that a bit tongue in cheek, um, is that, um, but, um, um, oh, Thomas, you're prepping for the exam. Cool. Uh, if you're not familiar with the glamorous world of podcasting, there's a number of, uh, companies that service podcasts from kind of the front end and the back end. The obvious ones are kind of, you know, editing, post-production, that sort of thing, recording, all that sort of thing. But there's also less obvious things like arranging um, guests and doing scheduling guests. Now, listeners of the show will know that we have struggled with Microsoft bookings to yeah. the degree that it makes me want to break my no profanity rule. <laughs> and we'll put a <laughs> pin in that because there's actually something interesting to uh, say about that. So... Suffice to say, we've we suffered with Microsoft bookings. If I had to write a, um, this, this also goes to a joke from the green room, right? Um, you know, framework, fire truck would all fit a, a regular expression of F star K, as would some other <laughs> interesting words. <laughs> but I'll leave that there, <laughs> right? Um, and somewhere, Mom, Dad, what's a regular expression? Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, no, she was really good because, like, you know, we've struggled with with scheduling guests and things like that. And because of various uh, uh, things going on in my personal life and my family and yours as well, the production yep. has been a little bit, a little bit. I mean, although we've, we've, we 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 were pretty close to pushing the record in terms of the number of shows per season, we're at, like, 19 or 20 now, right? So, like, you know, yep, yep. pretty good, actually. Now, Impact Quantum has kind of suffered, but, you know, we'll get back to that. Uh, Christmas story. Oh, fudge. Yes. Um, but but she was really good because she called me. She reached out and said, I want to talk to you because we're worried that you know maybe the guests that we're referring to you aren't good. And full disclosure, they've all been excellent guests. It's just because of the snafus around uh Microsoft bookings, the snafus around uh personal events. I've been super busy at work, you've been super busy at work. It's just true, all true. We just kind of been just slammed. And, which is a good problem in a lot of ways. But when you're slammed, your calendar becomes even more important. And if you can't get the calendar to read yours, mine, and offer suggestions that actually work. And I think I complained last time we were on a live stream together about uh, bookings. Because I was saying it was like Charlie Brown and the football with Lucy. Yeah, I right? remember that. Um, so It's like things can are now do... all over again. It's like, right. It's Stockholm Syndrome, Microsoft me and Stockholm Syndrome. I, think be the name I,
2: can I of Direct my attention towards the monitor with the camera mounted on top. Oh, there uh, we, go. <laughs> we did something different this time. We are streaming to your accounts, Frank, mm-hmm. um, but we're also streaming to mine. That's right.
1: That's right. Something so Restream welcome new viewers to viewers who have never seen my face before. Um, this is Frank that I that's Frank. <laughs> Frank's cool. well, I I actually discovered this uh feature from Red Hat because when you when you schedule stuff through the red Hat official system and you've seen me on the openshift TV channel and stuff like that um the um uh, there's an option to add your own channels too so that's how I knew about that feature um restream is an awesome product um it is. there's just the documentation is a little um wait a minute did you put that yeah that's a linkedin comment
2: cool i did that
1: from oh that's right we can see linkedin our live comment. stream Sorry. <clears throat> yeah that's why i use linkedin nice. <clears throat> so nice um yep, yep. so back to this is what we do uh i think it was um was it Stu? Stu said we should sponsor an off-road like racing car he's not wrong because we got tend to go off track a lot we do go off the road. He's totally on point with that. Um, but I wanted to share this is that. So anyway, I had a good conversation with her and she was telling me about all these podcasting sites that I had no idea existed. And I just started, you know, going through them last night and a little bit this morning. And then when I logged in, and I claimed this podcast. I saw something that kind of surprised me that we are in the global top two and a half percent of podcasts. <laughs> That's
2: that's just amazing. You sent that to me earlier, and I looked, that's a what?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking like on, 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 on IM and almost like is this real? Like, like, Are you serious?
2: What? I, knew we I knew we were successful. I knew we wow. were successful.
1: I would have put money on being a top five or ten percent. Yeah, I didn't go to ten. Yeah, two and a half. No. Yeah, ten would have been my assumption, and the stretch goal would have been five percent, but such as it's a, it's a maximum impact Tuesday. Um, that's wild. That is just so, wild. and what's interesting <laughs> is you get other, there's other data in here too. And there's all sorts of things that you can do in terms of, um, uh, I'll get into that, but it looks like you can actually ha- embed the search for your past episodes. So this is something I might add to the website. That's so wild. um, but up here you'll see it has the audience of the podcast. So what's fascinating here, because I would not have guessed this based on other statistical feeds that we have um, uh, through podcast websites, and it's that um, uh, 67% of our audience is based in the U.S. Totally not surprised by that. Hmm. However, in other statistical feeds I've seen, our second rated count, second and third ranked uh listener countries are either the uk or india however this one is saying french french which i totally would not have expected on both of the feeds germany shows up like in the fourth or fifth place position so that's not a surprise canada also shows up i don't know who xk is that's not a country code i'm familiar with kosovo okay hmm okay uh philippines the philippines kenya i have seen a spike in kenya of late um but it's fascinating and i have noticed that the uh emirates tends to be um pretty well uh listened to as well so wherever you are in this spinning planet of ours welcome but uh, big shout out to France today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, not what I expected. Um, I also see, um, some interesting, uh, comments from Thomas. So he is prepping for the, um, international association of privacy professionals, CIPM oh, nice. uh, manager exam on Monday. So good luck, uh, study hard. Uh, And are you even allowed to tell us that this exam exists? Just kidding.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that should be like top secret, I would think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or very Um, (laughs) hush-hush. Pulling one out of my study hat, how is GDPR impacting the way you go about implementing management solutions? Yeah, GDPR, and full disclosure, when GDPR first came out, I was not a fan just because of the way some of it was worded. However, I think that, shockingly, it has been enforced rather judiciously, right? So one of my concerns was, you know, what if there's a small business somewhere in rural, you know, some, some small business somewhere in the middle of nowhere, right? They don't have right. serious IT and they leave the name of somebody on a floppy disk, right? That's how out there right, right. is. The way it was written as I interpreted it was that, you know, they could be sued for, you know, $6 million or you know, 10% of their income, whichever is greater. Right. So like that was kind of like that was kind of thing. But they've actually, I mean, they, I guess they they wrote it because they had bigger fish to fry and they are frying said fresh fish.
2: At least so far.
1: So far. Yes. So far. Yeah. So and what's interesting is, and I've seen this a lot in my day job at Red Hat, is that the um impact of privacy laws are really, um, uh, spreading beyond the European Union, right? Um, Latin America, as it turns out, as I found out over the last year or so, has some very strict privacy laws too. Uh, and they're getting stricter, but they're really big into the data, data sovereignty laws. Like if you have data on citizen of country X, we don't want that data ever leaving the country, right? Or certain right. types of data. They kind of gone full Switzerland on that. Um, which... I think is an interesting opportunity for people to run workloads outside the cloud, because you may live in a country where AWS, Google, or Microsoft don't have a data center. And yes, Virginia, those countries exist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? Um, Particularly in Latin America, Um, you know, most of the, for reasons large and small, real and imagined, um there uh most of the data centers uh from the big cloud providers are uh in I see that link I want to talk about that. Um yeah. are in are in Brazil or Argentina, right? So mm. if you're in <clears throat> yeah, Colombia, what do you do? Well, you know, there's pops and things like that where it'll tunnel through, but still that presents a certain problem if you wanna follow the law or a law is being drafted now and it, you know, if you you know better than anyone, this has come up quite a bit too. When you build a data engineering pipeline, Mm -hmm. it's not like a website, it's not like a mobile app. That thing tends to live and not be touched or updated for a couple of years at a time, Yeah, right? Sometimes 10 years at a time, which. They can live forever. They can live forever um so if you're thinking about building one of these pipelines these data pipelines and you think well i'm sure when they're built they're always assumed that oh we'll work on this again in a couple of years a couple of years turns into five then ten yeah it's like that little app you
2: write and put into production just for the next couple of weeks right right
1: exactly right. and it, i mean yeah. that happens a lot you know um it does <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I think, that, I think that if you're a smart and savvy CTO or CIO, you're looking at what you currently have in production, what you want to build, and you kind of now have to take a look at pending legislation or take the temperature of your local legislature or yeah. whatever governing body is around. Like, I should really start thinking about this, like today. I mean that's good advice anyway, but sure. I think that um, we're seeing more of that. So Thomas, who is studying his um, his for his test, uh, is that there's a really good directory on iappp on global privacy directory laws. That's good to know. Um, yeah, that's a I good will, link. I will I will place that in a um, I will place that in in the show notes. And uh, we'll make sure Bailey adds them. Uh, but speaking of links, uh, here's one that you're doing. Um, I am. Is you're doing training course on mastering the fundamentals of Azure Data Factory uh, and yeah, that that's is coming up in today. like a week. Yeah, a week from today and
2: it's live and online and um, will be recorded and added to the collection of recordings. Uh, for a couple of other offerings, I do Azure Quick Start uh, Premium and also Premium Level. Um, Azure Quick Start Premium is all of my Azure stuff, um, you know, Azure related recordings that I put out over the the past few years, and then Premium Level is all of that plus stuff I did earlier uh, for SSIS. And um, I've I've seen an uptick in people looking for SSIS training. I don't I don't pretend to know why it could just be a timing thing or or what have you um it could be that i'm a co-host of a podcast in the top 2.5% just not sure
3: Woo-hoo. <laughs>
2: but
1: whatever reason oh, i'm going i'm going i'm going to be driving around maryland here in like my <laughs> small little town of maryland like that's right that's right <laughs> blasting the you know
2: i still can't get open. windows down it's still, it up. it's still very new you said it like an hour ago <laughs> it's still too new and i'm just like is that for real anyway <laughs> i want to know, I know more about the up, I, I, yeah i gotta know more and we will We'll dig well it.
1: i mean i mean i think it's i think it's possible because we have three this is show number 348 or 350 like i mean it, we've been around a long time yeah right? and there, there's a rather there's a rather crash joke I heard, and I'm not gonna share all of it, but it, it boils down to uh if you in architecture, the longer a building is around, the more respect it gets. Even if it's considered an ugly building once built, 50, 60 years later, it's true. a classic. Right. And 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 I heard it from an architect someone who went to Cooper Union who's who was an architect student, basically said, Well, I'll I'll but just do, use your search engine of choice. So you can figure out the joke. It's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> um, but funny yeah, enough, it's, uh,
2: you know. it's, it's neat to see that happening and um, kind of climbing up. And um, we, we talked about um, multi-income streams as well. And mm-hmm. uh, a good friend of ours is actually doing quite a bit of work on that. Uh, Kevin Griffin. Have we had, I thought we had Kevin on the show. We have
1: never had him on the show. We he's need been to kind have Kevin like the on one, the show. We, we totally need to. Big shout out to Kevin Griffin. Kevin Griffin is a um, long-time member of the developer community. Yeah. Originally, we met under the Microsoft uh, kind of ecosystem. Yeah. But he's branched out into other things. He, he's a podcaster, too. I believe, he is, and he's
2: he's doing streams or publishing streams here recently on that, mm-hmm. on that very thing, multi income threads. And um,
1: yeah, and, and it's where is he on YouTube? Or is he on, um, I've
2: seen him, I want to say that I've seen him on Twitter, and okay. um, probably LinkedIn, but I'm not positive of that. But um, Kevin is We should have a gag, we should
1: have a gag where anytime somebody says Twitter, and x, <laughs> like we should do like a thing where dad, whether we did it in post for Bailey's like nope nope nope, um, but um, oh thank you King, sorry. so we off. have a comment. I will I will post it uh, on the thing. Thanks King for commenting. Yeah yeah. Um, that he got the premium. Uh, I need some good SSIS instructions. Who spoke? Someone clearly? who spoke
2: clear English. Are you trying to be funny? Well,
1: <laughs> no, Andy has no accent. Right? That's true. Running joke.
2: That's true.
1: Uh, loving the videos. Thank you, King. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Hope you're having a fantastic day. That's awesome. And that's Thank the other you. thing, too. We've been around as a podcast long enough to have running jokes. That's also true. Right. There, there's the obligatory. Mostly every stream has some kind of movie reference. Right. Um, And at least one. And then, uh, you know, the, the whole thing where you have no accent. I do. And Bailey does. That's, but, that's also
2: true. Yeah, you know. we do that. That's a running joke. And you, re- you registered a domain recently that's one of our running jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, right now, it just does a uh, a forward. Every direct
1: thought. So yeah. first you get the data.com goes yeah. to datadriven.tv because, uh, and I actually registered like almost a year ago. might've been a Black Friday deal registration, right? So normally on Black Friday, I'm kind of like little in Cyber Monday. I'm a little bit like quick-handed <laughs> um, with the mouse. But this year I just... Because of reasons, uh, we may have to spend more money on lawyers than next year. Oh, but <laughs> yes. that's a it. Yeah, no, don't worry, folks. It's not criminal or no, anything like that. It's, it's good. good. It's, it's actually a good. really good thing. It, 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 it's family law. It's a good thing. And yeah. and if you listen to previous streams, you kind of know some of it. But the short of it is, is you know, we have a, a new child in our in our family. We want to make it perfectly permanent and and legal and things like that. And there are yeah. people who don't want that. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool i have to be very careful because they are very litigious but um suffice to say we want him so do they well they don't want him here yeah so good i'm I'm kind of cutting back on the uh spending to make sure that we have a solid war chest but um yeah so so you know a lot of the times when we would have so so the whole point of the podcast goes back to when actually was just about seven years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, Actually, almost to the day, Almost eight. When I asked you, yeah, I think it was eight years ago, Frank. It was eight. That's right. It was um, um, it was late twenty sixteen.
2: You had done. Right. We
1: have an origin story too, right? Yeah. Like, go ahead. You know, You're I had a, I had a severe concussion. Um, I just been laid off from Microsoft. The the cat died. My mom was sick in the hospital. Almost yeah. died herself. Um, and. I had, then I had a concussion and I was basically kind of taken offline for a good six weeks and it was black Friday actually. Yeah. Um, that I was at, we, we'd gotten up early to buy a Christmas tree and a few Christmas decorations. And, um, I was trying to think of a name for a podcast cause I wanted to do a podcast. Right. And the one thing I learned from Frank's world, um, Well, Frank's World has been around since 1995, right? So that has a pretty solid brand, pretty solid history. Back when the years began with a one. That's right. Uh, Back when the years... uh, Same year Toy Story came out, actually. Um, Same year Netscape went public. And anyone under 30 is saying, what's Netscape? (laughs) Um, But um, my... I totally lost my train of thought. Well, you went to Dunkin Donuts. I went to Dunkin Donuts. That's right. I went to Dunkin Donuts cuz I needed that cup of coffee. And um I was still struggling for a name because I didn't want to call it Frank's Frank's World TV is what I have on YouTube. And that you know whether I it's because of me or whether it's because the algorithm has never blessed me with a lot of traffic, Frank's World TV never took on. That's about 10 years old and I have about 400 subscribers. Uh so, you know if you, if you feel feeling charitable you can go to franksworld.tv you can be you know <laughs> uh you can if you're watching this here i appreciate it uh but ultimately it never took off and and one of the things i did i kind of did like a, a, a you know an after uh, action report on it was you know it's frank's world right that does not necessarily have a particular brand well i just what it is, but you uh, know. the website I think it worked because wayne's world was a lot more closer to the public consciousness That's true. and originally um it was a take on this which was oh i gotta get the thing right it was originally called frank's world news so this is back when fake news was funny and we can <laughs> have a good laugh at it. not now when everyone has a hissy fit oh my gosh or or it's not true total, total existential meltdown actually um, sometimes even that's... when it is
2: true they don't, never mind i need that t-shirt that said i need new conspiracy theories if you search for that you'll see the rest of the story and
1: i just don't want to go there <laughs> that's like scientists saying like we're running out of conspiracy theories right um but anyway again um so the, I think it worked, at the time it worked, but on YouTube it didn't work because, you know, if right. you look at the other channels, long story short, I didn't wanna call, I originally was gonna call the Frank's World Podcast, but I also kind of did the math and realized like, that didn't work before, it's not gonna work this time. So then I was like, I kept thinking of a name for this because it was gonna be about AI, it was gonna be about data science. And this is back when it was still very much cutting edge, right, mm-hmm. like it was, you know, in 2016, 2017, this was not the subject of every conference, the subject of every keynote speech. That's true. Not like now. Um, not like now. Yeah. And so what's really funny is we were at Dunkin' Donuts, and this is when the door handles had D's on them, of course, Dunkin' Donuts. There were two D's on them. And as I, I get my coffee and I, I I left the door open for somebody and then I saw the door close and I saw it go like this and the two D's come together. I was like, Ooh, Dunkin' Donuts is an alliteration. I should do something that's like an alliteration podcast, but what would it be? What would it be? And again, this is my post concussion addled mind. And I was just kind of just starting to feel better about it. And I thought, well, you know, I want this pot I am thinking, I'm always thinking on a background thread, right? Um, some people call that ADD. I, uh, I call yeah. it me, but whatever. Um, so I ended up going and saying, like, you know, what? What do I want this podcast to be about? Like, I want this to be about this this world we're going into. It's going to be increasingly data driven. I was like, oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and because I had the concussion, my short-term memory was still coming back online. That was the last bit to be repaired. Um, well i remember saying to myself data driven like a hundred times like until i got to a computer and i can check for the domain name and um now i look back uh, i'm like i should have just wrote it into the phone you know <laughs> but you again, had a concussion, right? concussion for goodness i'll sakes. blame the concussion <laughs> so i don't know how we got on that sidetrack. no it's good though and you're right. We need AI of- to go back and kind of trace out how we deviated and how we got. Right.
2: Back. It eight- would probably
1: look like a GitHub fork tree or fork tree. <laughs> <laughs> like you told me but stuff. I
2: do remember it was after it was right after Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. you you reached out and said, "Hey, I want to do a podcast. I want to call it Data Driven," and he said, "You you said let's let's do this together." And at the time, mm-hmm. you had just jumped the fence. I want to say in the last year or so. Over two data from being a software developer, primarily a software, de- you're still a software developer. That's going to come up later. And, um,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it, well, it because it I realized good, like good I was time. in the AI space, I was in the AI space, right? But the more I did, and this gets back to first you get the data. Uh, here we go. We're coming back to the main thread, we're checking mm-hmm. back into the main uh, branch. Um, is Um, damn it. I lost that train of thought. Um, (laughs) well, you said you were into AI more, even back then. I was into AI more. And I realized as I'm going through the, you know, my, my, my studies and things like that, I'm like, you know, this is nothing without some form of data engineering. And I was like, you know, to have credibility in any serious way, you needed someone who wasn't just AI you needed someone who was a data engineer too. And you were the first name that come to mind. Well, so it's you went bit, through like, all of the others,
2: uh, the the good people, the good, and then he said, oh, wait, there's that guy, Andy. <laughs> it's not
1: quite how it went, but I do appreciate the <laughs> humble, humble brag. Um, but no, it's funny, right? So like, if you're in reference, I don't, I think 90% are, well, we'll know by our demographics as I scroll down the page. But, um, you know, we needed someone who was a little bit country, and a little bit rock and roll. There we go. And I'll let you folks decide who is which. (laughs) But ultimately we needed somebody who had kind of the the broad credibility from a data engineering point of view. Now as luck or fate or karma or divine intervention has it, I took a job at Microsoft where even though they said you had to be, they wanted somebody who was well-versed in AI, 90% of the time the questions were data engineering related. So I ended up going full steam into like learning the data engineering side of the business. Yeah. And that's why I do both. Oh, Thomas, <laughs> you win. I gotta we gotta send him like a Starbucks gift card or something. We do. He got, he got the reference. It was a Donnie and Marie Osmond, I think was their name. Yep. It was it? Oswald. Osmond. Osmond. Yep. Oswald was the guy who shot Kennedy. Yeah. Whether or not he did it all by himself, we'll never know. Yep. Yep. Great speaking, of conspiracy theories, speaking of conspiracy theories, um, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's how it kind of came to be. And so f- one of the things we noticed, we noticed a pattern, which was anytime we talked to someone who was a data, who was an AI person, they would always use this phrase, well, first we got the data. That's true. Or first we get the data first you get the data and behind those five words there's at least five months of five engineers working yeah. by you know 24 7 almost right yeah. I mean it's 80 percent of team.
2: the work most of the time
1: it's 80 percent of the work yeah. and and it's kind of funny how like the AI people will kind of brush that off as well first we got the data <laughs> dude there's a whole story behind it. there's a whole like you know <laughs> it, and 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 I think it 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 shows you kind of like why it's important to have a data engineer on the show, right? And anyone who is yeah. a data engineer who did have as a guest, they would talk about the bulk of the project, which is the data engineering. It's not the glamorous part of the work necessarily. It's, it's certainly a not the part that- Right. Well, and I'm like, you know, I've used this analogy before. rock stars and roadies. Yes. yes. Right? And we'll look at Taylor Swift, right? Taylor Swift. I'm not a Swifty, but she seems pretty talented. Um, a lot of people admire her to like the nth degree uh, whether or not that's warranted that's not really for me to say but you know no matter how talented she is she shouldn't be building her own sets she shouldn't be doing her own sound checks. she shouldn't be right. doing running her own electrical things don't look behind the curtain actually um very true um yes. this is true um so even if she could, and I would imagine by now she knows her way around a soundboard and a recording studio. I mean, that's just making that assumption, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be cool if we had Taylor Swift on the show. So if anyone of Taylor's people want, you know, but, but again, she has multiple homes she's worth, um, depending on who you believe she could be a billionaire, right? Like clearly yeah, she's, she's doing okay. Yep. In life, Right. If she wanted to take a year off in music and study carpentry to build her own sets, she could. she's certainly in a position where she could do it would it be the best use of
2: her time that's a good
1: that's just it right that's just it is that really the best use of her time now you know um if she really had this uh, insatiable desire to learn carpentry good on her right then it would be the best use of her time but it's probably not right um her best use of her time from her fans point of view would be she'd be working on more music doing more tours and things like that and that's just it the rock stars and the roadies ai or data scientists had to be the rock stars right like but without the roadies they really wouldn't be able to do anything so no matter how talented she is she wouldn't be selling out stadiums if she didn't have a dedicated road crew team and apparently she's really good to the road crew team apparently she gave them like this huge bonus at the end of one of her or North American tours or something like that. But it's the idea that achieving this, you require a good solid team of support of which data engineering is the lion's share of it. So that whole kind of brushing it off is kind of a joke of first you get the data. You know, I I, I don't know. I see that as just a tinge of arrogance. You know what I mean? Yes. That's what we should do,
2: Thomas. Now that we're in the top two and a half percent, I mean,
1: uh, now, now it should be like, I'd, hey, you know, I'd
2: say we got a 50 50 shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd say we probably have a two and a half percent shot, but well, now. um, that, that works. First we'll have to get the data on that, Andy. Mm. That's funny. Um, so, so ultimately like, it's kind of like that. So, so, so first you get the data. I registered that. And I think you were on your way to pass. You were either in the air or just landed and you had gotten this idea of registering it. And you're like, some jerk already owns it. If you mess with me. <laughs> and I'm like, cause I, I put privacy on most of the domains I have. So yeah,
2: I did a search. You told me, you told me we should get first. You get the data.com. So it's really your fault.
1: It probably is, yeah. but there's the I problem. It. I was
2: like, oh, that's awesome,
1: because I I may have a domain collection. I may be a domain name hoarder. I'm not, <laughs> you know, but I'm like, as you said that, as I said that out loud, I was like, I think I, I think I actually own it. So I logged into I logged into my account and I sent you a screenshot. Yeah, and I didn't tell you that it's from my my you know domains I own list. You did not, <clears throat> and. And you're like some jerk. You might have used a more colorful term, but you said some putts already has it. And I'm like, dude, I'm the putts. <laughs> I was like, and then I set the full screenshot of the entire window. Yeah.
2: That's okay. But then when I but then when I was, I was out at pass a couple of weeks ago and I did. I sent you a message. I said you should you should redirect that.
1: No, it was like and, and like you didn't have time to explain what it was but I think I know what you're doing but it was so it's just kind of funny like you know yep. um maybe we'll do something with that domain maybe we won't I don't know but um
3: we
2: could have um, fun with it
1: I know us we can we can we can totally have fun with it maybe we can have Bailey have her own blog ooh
2: that hmm. would be interesting
1: which is a good um, foreshadowing for it I'll talk about later yeah um yeah. So, I want to talk about this because I did put it in the title of the YouTube video, and I don't want to be accused of unnecessary clickbait. <laughs> um, so, IBM Watson XAI data platform, they're going to be uh, show-cated, show-c- show-cated, showcased uh, at the AWS reInvent um, conference this week, uh, particularly nice. around generative AI. Nice. And you're thinking, Frank, Why, in the name of everything holy, are you talking about IBM Watson X? I'll tell you why. Because IBM Watson X AI was built with Red Hat OpenShift AI. No way. formerly known as Red Hat Way. Um, So when Watson X AI does something cool, keep in mind that we are the roadies behind that Taylor Swift. I see what you did there. Uh, see. <laughs> Sometimes my meanderings actually have a purpose. And here's a secret I'll let folks in on. Sometimes even I don't know the purpose. Whoa. Uh whoa, right? Um so it's gonna be showcased at, at reInvent. I, I I I'm not at reInvent this year for basically largely logistical reasons. Yeah. Um and family reasons. I mean that's like ninety-nine percent of it right there. Yeah. Uh it worked out well yesterday because there was some some big hullabaloo happening in, in the Keystone state. Um, that it was just uh me and the boys last night having dinner, playing video games and you know, watching TV.
2: There you go. <laughs> it but, doesn't um, get much better than that, Frank. I'm telling it you, it does
1: not get much better. Than <clears throat> that. You need to drink um, all
2: this in because you know few years you're going to be like me they're going to be getting engaged and looking at houses and going to college and you miss all of this i mean right I know, now it I can know. be it can be a hassle i get it but no don't. but it's
1: a joyous hassle it, that's it is so drink all this in see if they're uh we should see if joyoushassle.com is uh... that could work
2: <laughs> <laughs> or grandpaandy.com.
1: Oh, you should totally. Uh, <laughs> the um, I registered uh, my kids' names too. That was good, and I'm about to register kid number three's name. But you know,
2: years ago, GoDaddy. Mm-hmm. After I registered my first domain or something, mm-hmm. and I think I went, I've, I've used GoDaddy for this, although I've used some of the others more recently. And they were sending me these emails. You should get AndyLeonard.com, and I was like, right. and then when I realized, oh. I should go get Andy Leonard.com. Another Andy Leonard. Not, not just another Andy Leonard, but a systems administrator for Unix Systems. Went oh, close enough. Andyleonard.com. Yeah. He lives out in Seattle, I think, or somewhere, Washington State, somewhere out that way. Interesting. Decent blog. He hadn't done anything with it, or at least posted anything new in a few years. But, you know, it, I was like, I should have done that.
1: And so yeah, I never it's, made it One of those again. things that's what that's that's what triggers my like domain hoarding is like I'm gonna regret not having that. Like even Frank'sworld.com. I mean, Frank'sworld.com actually the concept of Frank's World dates back to 1991. Goodness. Um uh which was originally a takeoff on Wayne's World, sure, which had been yeah. a popular movie. Party just, on at least that year, party on Wayne Party on guard. <laughs> and um and then when I came up for the idea of getting, starting a website, it became like, what should I call it? And that's, I kind of like remembered freshman year of college and was like, you know, I love World. And then a week later, I realized FranksWorld.com was available. So, uh, and this was so long ago, Andy, so long ago, there was only one company that did domain name registration. This is before GoDaddy was a twinkling in anybody's eyes. you know. Yeah. That, was that ICANN? Uh this is pre-ICANN. This was network solutions. No way. Wow. Well okay. So wow. I wow. mean we're going we're going way back. Yeah, yeah. So I
2: think I'm um, trying to remember the first one I registered when I did it. And I thought it was through GoDaddy. I'm not sure. It may not have been. It may have been through ICANN or it may have even been Network Solutions, but it was around 95.
1: Yeah, what had to be network solutions. <laughs> yeah, I can, because um, people are going to know. Well, since we're such a well-listened podcast, um, <laughs> you like my little NPR voice? I'm there? loving that. Um, uh, since we're such a well-listened podcast, somebody is probably going to correct us and tell us. But probably, uh, I, I can't came about because Network Solutions had a legal monopoly on domain name registration oh, wow. because okay. dating back to like the DARPA days. Like it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's not. And then some people got a little salty about that. Then it became like, well, maybe we should make it more international. More, you know, uh, I got gotcha. you. Not centralized in Northern Virginia. Um, and that's how I can came to be more or less. I see. You yeah. know. Okay. I know I got parts of that wrong. So please it's send fine. me hate mail, but you can dial it back. In the <laughs> um, don't hate Frank too much. He's pretty cool. Don't hate on Frank. Too He's much. a good guy. Yeah, mostly. There are people who will um, contest that. They'll say (laughs) it's fake news. Um, But um, speaking of Frank's world. um, Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Thomas is the comment. Um, The original Wayback Machine was a hot tub. (coughs) Um, Ah! That's funny. Yeah, next. Mm. Um... (laughs) uh, (laughs) Uh, this is a lady I'd love to have on the podcast. I don't. I think her real name is Maria something, but um, she's somewhere in Canada, and um, hmm. she does really good um, um, tutorials on AI and Python development. Okay. Um, so do so do these people too. This is um, I think that's Mandy, and then that's her significant other. They. Speaking okay. of multi, I mean, speaking of like multi-streams of income, I think it's called Deep Blizzard is their channel. And they basically oh, travel the world, they're like digital nomads, but they 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 do courses and like AI training and stuff like that. Okay. Not so that I know I another have,
2: couple. There's there another couple like that out of New Zealand. Oh, that's right. Uh, Reza. And Raza Reza Reza was was Raza on the show or Layla? I think we had at least Layla has
1: not yet been on the show. Okay. Reza has been. Layla was going to be on the show, but I think she had some kind of health concerns. She does. That was does. more or less mitigated now, so she's still among the living, thank God. I hope. Uh I hope, but, yeah, uh, she's she's definitely living, but I don't
2: know if they if it's all been mitigated at this point. But oh, certainly okay. prayers, thoughts and prayers to uh to Layla. Dr. Layla. That's right. She's he's a doctor too. They're both doctors, right? She I don't know if, if Raza is or not, but she is. I
1: know definitely she is. Well, they're both incredibly smart, whether or not they have the PhD too. To
2: and and in addition to that, um, I, I found them very kind people.
1: They are. They're really both super. Of them cool. are
2: very very kind and yeah. I got to uh, I got to go to New Zealand uh, just as the pandemic was was uh, breaking out uh, February twenty twenty. And I we almost that. we almost did not get back. So Razor runs the DFINITY conference. I don't know if they're still doing that or not, Mm -hmm. Um, but I got to go over and speak at that. And uh, it was an amazing trip. Um, In fact, um, Stevie Ray is engaged. He went with us and uh, he's planning, uh, they're planning their honeymoon there in Auckland. Oh, nice. Um, So sometime next year.
3: Nice. uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would love to, uh, I would love to go there. Um, I need to, Get back on the international speaking circuit. Um,
2: February is, was a good time to go, but like I said, I think we missed. It was
1: days. Uh, yes, normally, it's a good time to go. year shut Europe everything not. down. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We always well, didn't
1: get out. So I Absolutely. remember being in Seattle as it, the, the outbreak in Seattle happened. Because mm. I was at the um, Microsoft had an internal developer, not the just developer, but an internal technical conference called Ready? Yeah. So they do it twice a year, one's technical, one's more sales. So Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to attend the technical one because I've been to the sales one like two or three times and. I almost didn't go because of all the fear about the pandemic. Yeah, I just it was a very. That was my last business trip for like two three years, like it was pretty wild, I mean,
2: it was a weird time, too, because like a couple of weeks earlier, it was like no big deal. I mean, we were, you know, people were still trying to figure out what was going on, how serious it was. And to some extent, that continues today. But yes. January 2020, um, it kind of went through this cycle where, you know, this could do you be think bad. Spotify
1: is going to label this podcast episode as, I like, they've been. I down. don't know.
2: I should have said anything. But, <laughs> you know, if they do, then they do. Um, um, you and I are both fans of another, um, show, a popular show, way popular than is they're probably in the, you know, below 1%, um, popular shows. Um the Y files,
1: all the YouTube. Y files. Uh, they just started, just started a, started a, podcast. a podcast. They, they, Yeah, they were, I mean, uh, I, before I let this 2.5% thing on, on data of data driven go to my head, I can always look <laughs> at my YouTube numbers and be severely humbled. Um, yeah, because I'm barely here. a I'm barely a scrub on YouTube. Um, right, I'm working but, my way up to being a noob. Right, right, right. So. Uh, what's the name of my headset? Um, that is a question from Muhammad. Um,
2: Hi, right, Muhammad.
1: Uh, thanks for watching. What is the name of your headset? I was actually kind of quietly watching a little bit uh, with envy. Yours or mine? I think yours, because mine. I mean, mine is a no name from like Amazon. This was like $10. Trying to remember. This is a Skull
2: Candy, Skull Candy, Um, and it's a Crusher Two, I think. Cool. Um, It's it's the best headset that I've owned so far. Um, It was on sale when I bought it, which is why I bought it. (laughs) There, (laughs) There weren't. It wasn't cheap, but also Muhammad, I I don't hear very well at all. So I have um, gone through the process of being fitted for um, hearing aids. And I've got a couple of pair that I use. Um, One are just kind of amplifiers, expensive amplifiers for my hearing. And um, it's, there's a long story behind it, but I'll just leave it with, I struggled uh, to hear. But uh, I know, I, I actually, it was, so weird that i had a, and maybe this isn't as weird as i thought but um they did the uh, mri on my brain to uh, to see if there was a problem there because apparently the uh, characteristics of my hearing loss were were there and this was years ago so i've been uh, suffering from hearing loss for a while and it's particularly um, troublesome when i speak like i did a couple of weeks ago at the past summit i had to sometimes ask people to yell their question at me and uh so but yeah that's one of the reasons why i justified it is they are very good noise counseling and so that's one of the problems i have with hearing aids is uh or the hearing amplifiers is they amplify everything
1: <laughs> so yeah you would think there'd be better like louder electronics to kind of filter that out like um i think of- there
2: are but i don't i don't have that class of of uh, Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Assistance.
2: So they're out there. They're a little more pricey and I just accuse everyone around me of mumbling when I'm not wearing my headphones.
1: See, people that's yell a... at me all the time,
2: so. <laughs> um <laughs> that works out for you, for. It works out well.
1: But um, uh, they're nice. They're so they're nice. to I I have show, others too,
2: yeah.
1: This thing I want to show. So, speaking of Frank's world. Yes, of Frank's world. This, um you will notice if you're a uh watcher subscriber fan i don't know what the word would be you'll rss notice, feeder <laughs> um rss feeder yeah i guess so yes so, there's not i haven't found a good word let us know in the comments if there's a better word for that yeah you will notice that there is a pretty solid history of blog posts and I, I I won't step open up that old wound about what what happened to before September twenty seventeen, um, but we did record a show on it, um, and I've learned and the it's come up of- a couple of times since then. It has, um, like when look my heart. Drive- cranking
2: out all Frank is is cranking out all of this content, and you may be looking at that, and and you may also look at the amount of content that happens <laughs> on. You know on data driven i mean it's not just a recording part uh like we're going to turn this into a uh podcast episode, episode yeah but it's not just this part in order to do that there's a lot of work that goes behind this and i do precisely none of it you just show up frank, and look pretty frank does all of the work yes i i well i'll just say i show up i don't know <laughs> I do show up and speak
1: without an an accent. Without an accent. I want to show folks this tool, Dingo, that I've mentioned before. And Dingo's come up a number of times, right? Um, Dingo, um, and in order to set the stage for Dingo, I will have to show you. Do you have a picture of the Dingo? The Dingo, I don't have a picture handy. He's over there sleeping. Um, (laughs) uh, But I can, let's see i can't say the name of that breed right so we think he's actually a what they call a carolina dog really which is a basically a north american dingo right it's a semi-feral semi-domesticated animal that has been around since you know since uh there was a land bridge he's definitely Asia, smart and crafty he is incredibly smart um uh, but we thought he might have been a Pharaoh hound, an Egyptian Pharaoh hound, or a. Um, okay. another breed dog.
2: And oh. for those of you who don't know, maybe haven't picked up on this, and Frank would never say this about himself, but um, he and his significant other, they uh, they adopt dogs, and uh, they do a lot of work with animals, fostering them, fostering dogs that have uh, have been in unfortunate circumstances prior to that, and i just think that's a really cool well, thing. thank you
1: well my name is francis so saint francis being a patron saint of animals plus this i did year not we know gradu- saint
2: francis was a patron saint of animals
1: See, oh yeah something. yeah every show um, i learned something there you go um plus this year we graduated to humans uh <laughs> hence <laughs> all the legal drama um but that's a story for another podcast once all the paperwork yes. dries um yes. So, I have actually had a blog and I figured it out that um, this This is is uh, data. This is data. And you all know data
2: on your blog.
1: Yeah. So, these are the number of posts that I've had. um, And I have had, uh, and for those who are listening and can't see this, I collated a spreadsheet um, and I actually did a machine learning exercise on it um, for MSDA Magazine because I did one article and apparently some people were a bit salty because I pulled it from a particular source. So I'm like, well, I own this data. <laughs> I give myself right. permission to use this data. Exactly. Um, so, so this is basically, I started the blog in February, 2004. Wow. Frank, coming I up have, on a
2: big anniversary.
1: That's right. That's right. I just thought about that. Um thank you for telling me. I that's a good point. <laughs> I didn't realize am much better I can receipt, math. Uh the wedding anniversaries and stuff like that. But if you look that, yes, I'm sorry, cut you off. More important. I have had at least one blog post per month going back almost 20 years now. And um so we have a question come in right? So some months it's been 20. Um, This is obviously not an ideal way to view the data, but I want you to to take away that I have a capture four metrics here, right? One is the month and year. Okay. So five metrics, Um, month and year, the number of posts, the days of the month for that year. And I did a, a cool formula here in Excel. So I didn't, for those wondering at home, I didn't Go back and do it. I just a formula fill, <clears throat> nice. and I do I divide the days and month by posts, right? So I get what I call post per day or the average post per day. Um, some have been higher than others. This is obviously not a um, um, um. I have other markers too, just to kind of to track it. But let's go to a graph where we see how this goes. And you'll notice for most of the, the this, it's crazy to think this is nearly 20 years in one graph, right? Um, yep. And Muhammad wrote back. Uh, he is also at very admiring of your Skull Candy headphones. Uh, tech-related questions. Do you have a blog post on how to create dynamic data sets in SSIS as you do in ADF? So the answer, Muhammad, is... Um... I agree.
2: The headphones are expensive. Catch them on sale. Um, and uh, yes, there is a way to do uh, dynamic loading in SSIS. Uh, there's a tool out there called Business Intelligence Markup Language, or BEML. And if you go to Varigence, V-A-R-I-G-E-N-C-E, varigence.com, they offer a free version of the tool called BEML Express. And I did some videos on this um, earlier years ago when I was uh, doing more work with both SSIS and, and then with BEML. and it's not uh, exactly as you uh, as you do in ADF it's not dynamic in the same way but you get the same results. you can you can load a you could stage a data warehouse um, in an hour if you want. So, uh, ADF is super cool. Don't get me wrong; that's what I'm doing most uh, mostly these days. Um, but there are a number of uh, enterprises out there still using
1: SSIS for data engineering. Cool. Mm-hmm. I love this like live interaction. It's really cool. Sure, me too. I wonder. I wonder what the podcast listeners think of it though. So if you if you don't like this format, or we should edit this part out, or we answer questions live. Yeah, live, that's you know. fine. Uh, I'm just curious. Like I just want to collect information because you know we are in the I top think so. two and a half percent,
2: right? Maybe this is the key to getting us to
1: two point four. Woo! Two point four nine, baby. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so in this graph, there's 20 years of data, and you'll notice that you know, with this exception here. Um, um, oh, we have another follow-up question.
2: Um, okay. I, there's I, got to be a good story I'll behind just, this. Maybe you can really? explain. It. Use,
1: oh dear, yeah. no Bimmel your Smiley face. Do you think it'd be worth <laughs> to look into Bimmel at this hour?
2: Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess yeah. it would. The classic consulting answer applies. It depends.
1: You know what we need? I need to take one of those fancy After Effects templates and and, and yeah. dubstep music and say anytime we say yeah, it depends, just play like a dun, 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 dun. It depends. That could work. That would totally work. Um,
2: I've got an Elgato uh, over here, one of the smaller ones.
1: Oh, the Stream decks? Um,
2: Yeah, yeah, those have got like the medium size. They are.
1: Do you have one, Frank? I do. I have. Maybe um, you could
2: program one to do, you know, to do this effect because you are the wizard.
1: There you go. Yeah. So,
2: Frank is um, a wizard of production and all things uh, like that.
1: I think that's one of the things I learned yesterday talking to the, the the Karen at Legendary Podcast was. There's a lot of the podcasting craft that I've got, I've done right, right, yeah. And I think, all jokes aside, like if we want to go above the the top 2.5%, like there's sure. things that we have to to do to learn to take us to the next yeah. level. Um, so that that might be one of those things, right? Like, um, so I mean, you know, to
2: be fair, we're I, I forget how many downloads we're at, but I remember thinking we'd get about if we had a thousand downloads, man. That would be so awesome! All
1: right, we're pretty transparent, so let's show what our actual numbers are.
2: We're above that,
1: (laughs) two sixty-five k,
2: two sixty-five. Yeah, and you know, look at that two point five percent number. That's that's like ninety-seven percent higher than I thought we'd ever reach. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought my mom would listen, and maybe yeah, right, three people
2: my that was what i was counting on my mom
1: um
2: but, and you um, yeah. you and
1: your mom were counted amongst those three other people so anything above that and that's the thing like again sidetrack right but like sure. <laughs> um if you do something like a podcast or youtube channel and your primary source of motivation is clicks traffic or subscribers you are going to be quickly disappointed and uh dismotivated demotivated yeah right so with this show we committed to three years no matter what yep and then at three years we would re re um reevaluate yep yep um which i think is a far more healthy way so even when i refer to my youtube channel as a failure um you know i disagree I maybe i'm harder on myself but i think you are um it still set the stage for success later here because i realized like you know my my primary metric then was and you can tell like one of the things that's interesting about the 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 newer types of media where it's far more authentic and and and, and personal and maybe even intimate but not in like the, mm-hmm. Um yeah, not family friendly way, but you can tell you can do a lot of reading on the emotions of the people who are on camera. And there were clearly, if you go back to the early episodes of Frank's World TV, there were there were times when I was this is a big sidetrack. One of the brilliant, and I mean this in the most sarcastic way possible. <laughs> um uh One of the brilliant decisions that uh, leadership uh, at a former company (laughs) wanted to do to encourage people to build apps for Windows 8, oops, I gave away company, Um, was that we would hold um, office hours for come here, you'll learn how to build an app for Windows 8 not a bad idea. This is when it becomes, you know, starts off as a good idea, right? And then it becomes a bad idea, not at the offices where user groups take place and people are accustomed to going, right? But at the Microsoft store at the mall. Right. And mm. I see the laugh, right? Well, you've heard me kvetch about this for many sure, years, sure. but um, um I mean, and it was kind of like nobody would show up. I would have these office hours and nobody would show up, right? Now, part of that was the marketing air support never materialized in any real way. But two, yeah. uh, and that's a whole other conversation uh, for another day. Um, <laughs> that one, I may have to break the profanity rule. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing- I was going to say, you said Windows 8, right? Uh, just checking. Just me, like, I do, contrary to what some people in my family may think, I do have a filter. It's just not reliable. And we are, I can see it redlining now. Like I see the little meter, like in my head, like. Nin, nin, nin. Or like on Star Trek. Warning. warning That's my field fault. Collapse imminent, Field collapse imminent. Filter collapse
2: imminent. That's <laughs> imminent. my fault. I knew exactly which button
1: to push. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you had a stream deck set for that. Um, so... um. <laughs> So rather <laughs> Sorry, than right. so it was at the mall and like, we would have these team calls where, you know, explain like why you had such a bismal performance. And I wasn't the only one, right? Like, and at the time the Northern Virginia DC area had a good friend of ours, Andrew, mutual mm-hmm. an friend of ours, Andrew Dothy, was also another uh, one. And he took, he took one mall, I took the other mall, right? And kind of like, well, nobody on the East coast anyway, uh, well, only one region it was the West Coast had Danger Young Well Danger Young World. Danger young world. <laughs> yes. Um, um, yeah. exactly. So, so nobody showed up at these things except for malls in Silicon Valley and Seattle, right? Yeah. And it was a failure anywhere outside of those two zip codes. And yes, I do realize that Silicon Valley is more than one zip code. Cut me some slack. Uh, but anyway... Outside of those two areas, nationally, nationwide, it was, it was, it was an abysmal failure as, as as a project plan. Because and then people were like saying, "Well, you know, why do we have success here and nowhere else?" I'm like, "Because people in most normal people <laughs> do not associate a technology meetup with the mall." Right. I hate to break it to you, I don't think. Oh, I have my tooth hurts. I'm going to go to Home Depot because there's a dentist in the back of the store. Like it doesn't work that way. Right. right my sarcasm was not well appreciated but that's a story for another day um no but t- but ultimately how did i get on this topic oh all right because some of these th- some of these shows i recorded while i was at the mall where i basically sat oh, around
3: Oh,
1: i got you that's how this started and because I, I had this thing i always wanted to push a video out on certain dates and unfortunately. Uh, I had a once a week schedule. Sometimes that if I didn't do it in time before going to the mall, because I had to drive to the mall, traffic and all. I would be at this talking on camera, like in the back of my mind, really PO that I had to leave my wife and family, <laughs> wife and kids. Cause I think it was only one kid at the time. Yeah. Um, To go to a mall, to sit there, hang out at the mall for like two hours. Like I was like, I didn't even hang out at the mall when I was a teenager because that wasn't the thing where I grew up. But in any case, so you can tell in those early feeds, I'm like, yeah, I'm really here. I'm really excited about Windows 8. (laughs) You (laughs) you should go back and like look at them. And I swear that's not like a trick to kind of boost my traffic numbers. But some of them are really like, and I'm I'm recording it. And this is the age. This was like 2013-ish. Yep. Maybe 2012-ish. The idea of people being on a video call was still kind of new so there's this one where this weird guy and this was the pentagon city mall down in arlington um i was like on my laptop doing a live stream talking and, and things like that and this one guy was walking around like what's he doing what's he like doing the whole like thing it was pretty funny um dentistry family i don't get this dentist joke but uh thank you thomas hope you have a good one um i,
2: I think i got it oh happy okay.
1: holidays to you too thomas. happy holidays thanks for joining. joining um so you can tell like i really wasn't into it so i think that was also the other element of favor the branding was wrong and the subject matter windows 8 was clearly wrong um, and three, kind of, you can tell like there were things where you ever watched the first airplane movie where they show like Soviet news and the guys reading, and then they pan back yes. and there's a guy with like a machine gun like to his head, like making he sure he says the right. Thing. That's what I felt like back then. Plus, also, I you would not believe the amount of attitude I got because YouTube was a Google property and I was supposed to use the Microsoft YouTube alternative,
0: which for uh... six months
1: in two thousand twelve, there was something called I think Soapbox but it went the way of zoom cortana windows phone and uh microsoft other other useless technologies
2: other other
1: obsolete technology who can make money off that crap i'm serious oh man anyway i see the red line it's blinking (laughs) danger 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 um (laughs) but um the long and short of it is is that um I learned from that. And clearly, you know, I can keep something going for 20 years. Yep. Let me see if I can move. No, nope. it won't let me move where we are. But let me do That's this. Weird. Hey, that worked. All right, this works. This is good enough. You should switch this, though, because
2: you're going to be the main one talking about this.
1: How do I do that? What I really want is I want the Excel spreadsheet to be. Here we go. There we go. I think I got it. Oh,
2: awesome. Yep. All right. So that's for a heck of a spike right there around uh, the
1: column P. Yes. So, and it's funny because you, this tells a story, right? And, and this may be, I might make this a thing, right? Data can tell a story, right? Like the, 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 yep. the peaks and the troughs tell a story. And right here you'll notice that even from the get go, I was pretty a solid blogger, like 14 posts for the first month. Um, Almost 50, excuse me, 44 for the, the second, right? So it's pretty consistent. Sure. And here was, I went to TechEd in May 2005, and I would right. go to, I would blog, I blog like a maniac then, right? And that remained the high watermark for a number of years. And you're right, you, there is a, a peak here because this was January 2017, um, where, um, so I didn't hit, um, so, this is funny. So, I didn't hit 100 again until August of 2016. And that's because I was still trying to get an evangelist job at Microsoft. So, I was like, best way I could do that is take what I already did and kind of like scale it up. Yep. Uh, it didn't work. Spoiler alert. Um, this here was – I was fully unemployed and I had time to do this. Yeah. Uh, and mostly – since about here, I've kept over a hundred. Now, part of that is I've had, I, I introduced automation sometime around here. Yeah. Because doing the math on how much time this took to get to there or how much time it gets to break a hundred, it it works out to almost a full-time job. And that gets me into Dingo. Um, you look at this, this is the event that precipitated uh, the creation of Dingo, May, 2021 um i had started joined a new startup um well start company been around a while but let's just say this is when the fairy tale the dreams the caviar dream those are the uh champagne wishes and caviar dreams of startup uh wonderland uh came crashing down (laughs) um and then i left uh and then i took like a month off if i remember and i kind of thought about creating a tool that can automate this. Right? Like, how can I avoid that? Because my goal was to have 12 consecutive months or one calendar year of 100 plus blog posts per month. Right? Mm -hmm. That kind of blew it out of the water. Long story short, and I see where I see our time here. Um, But I created dingo. Right? Um, Mm -hmm. I forget what happened this time. I forget what happened there, but anyway, I created Dingo. Now, Dingo today looks like this. Originally, it was a uh, it was code uh, written in um, C sharp. Um, to and I and I, I took I spent a big good chunk of the month I had took off writing it, and basically the idea is to take a YouTube URL um, like this one. I'll do it live, right? And rather than go through and copy and paste and do all that stuff, right? um, I could just do this. Okay. Of course, it's not going to work. Oh, it worked. The (laughs) UX does need some work, I admit. I'm going to log into the back end of Frank's world off screen, off camera for reasons um, and I can show you that um, here we go. immediately this was created. this blog post was created. Uh, I have metadata that was there it says this video was from Frank's World TV. If I had tags and stuff associated with it it would have pulled that in too. It pulled in the um, the thumbnail, all that stuff, all pulled in automatically, just like that. Then, in order to make it a full pro- full post, I'll do this. I'll say data driven live stream, and I'll tag you. Helps if I spell your name right. Uh, data driven live stream. Boom. Publish. We now go to. Thanks, world. There it is. There we are. Now, if I refresh on should go away. Yep. Uh, And now that is post 183 for the month. Now, this isn't just me flexing on how much I blog, but a lot of people have asked me, how could you possibly blog that much? Now, there's two secrets to that. Dingo is one of them. Two is I'm actually not creating all these videos, right? Obviously, yeah. most folks know that that's not a picture of me. Right. I think any reasonable person would not make that assumption. Sorry, Maria. <laughs> um, but I also kind of say, I, I I do this as I say, you know, Python Simplified, name of your channel, go subscribe, it's awesome. Uh, creates a beautiful machine learning GUI application, right? And I kind of, you know, quote, I always credit who, whose video it is. I never claim it's mine. I have never done that. And if I ever done it, it would have been completely by accident, right? In fact, if you look at the UX, did I close that window? Dingo automatically appends this. This video is from,
3: hmm.
1: right? So I, you know, in this case, it's me. So I can, I can get rid of that. I'm not going to get mad at myself. Right, right. Well, I do get mad at myself, but not for this. But
2: still, it's a it's a nice format, and you know, and, and you automated a ton. Right, I can get uh, a blog You were out. building this.
1: You saw that in real time, like it was like copy paste, boom, do do do, boom. Yeah, some posts less than five minutes. Less than five minutes. I if I, you know, but I could theoretically do it in less time than that. Now, yeah. in order to get these numbers. Uh, uh, you know, that, that we see here. Um, I have to reduce the cost, right? The cost and time of producing a blog post. The only way to do that is to automate and then source the content from somewhere else. Now, I've been doing this for a while and I've proven that, you know, I got, think the maximum now is 227 blog posts a month. I think I figured it out. I dare say I think I figured it out. But I source a lot of this content from YouTube, which is kind of problematic because I don't like what YouTube is doing with ad blockers. This video is from Fireship. Very funny, very funny YouTuber. Again, I've credited the source because I don't want to be like a certain AI influencer who has since fallen out of favor because he didn't quote the source, right? I'm very conscious of that. So what's interesting is that over the years i've been doing this now dingo's been around since at least 2021 i've been doing kind of like this semi-automated process of dingo was the bridge where it was was almost entirely automated like you see today the i had other tools that basically produced stuff i even had uh power apps automate like the desktop one i would point it to a url and it would basically click and click and click on my desktop like to do that Uh, a little bit of rpa approach um The reason why I killed that was because it was impractical and it also took a certain amount of time. So true story. Anyway, one time and only one time out of, I don't know how many thousands of blog posts I have now, um, something like six, 7,000 times, one person complained, sent me a nasty gram in email. you took, you stole my video. You stole my video. Right. I'm like, I didn't steal nothing, man. You, you have it on YouTube. <laughs> and you get the same ad revenue if you watch from Frank's World as if yeah. somebody watched from YouTube.com. Like, I'm, if anything, I'm helping you. Right. This individual was beyond reason. And I said, fine, I'll delete it. Right? So I deleted it. But that also brought up a point where I became far more always obvious that this is not my video. And it's interesting because yeah. I've had this back and forth, and we've spoken about this, although not on the podcast or yep. a live stream. Should I keep doing this? Because clearly, I two hundred plus two hundred twenty blog posts per month. I think I've proven I can do it, right? Yeah. So every time I think about changing direction, someone comes up to me, whether it's at a conference or somewhere else, saying, "I love your blog. I get so much value and information from it." Because what I'm doing is I'm basically i'm um an aggregator mm-hmm. some people say i'm an aggravator but i aggregate kind of i sift through kind of the the, this, the the fire hose on youtube and i find the stuff that i think is the best right so funny story late last november i tend to get pensive this time of year um i was like i was thinking about decommissioning this process right and lo and behold i speak at reinvent last year right i'm not flexing there's a point to this somebody comes up to me that knew me from way back in a day when i even before i worked at microsoft he goes oh my god i love your blog i love how much content you produce it's always quality uh, i kind of was like well you know i just nice. like aggregate stuff from youtube and things like that because i didn't want to claim like whatever
0: he goes yeah, no i love yeah.
1: it keep doing it and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> like, right, you know, and, and I have to assume that he's probably not the only one, and, and the traffic on Frank's World kind of implies he's not, so yeah. that it gets me to always wonder like, should I discontinue this? Right, um, once I hit December and I hit 100 posts for December, which is the plan, I am thinking about changing what I do not because of value, I'm not because. I think there's things I should be doing, getting back to the podcasting crafting, the craft of podcasting, Mm -hmm. that we should be doing um, other projects that have not uh, been been made public and things that have been made public that I think would add more value over the long term than doing this. What has really kind of pushed me over the edge is all this drama and insanity that has come out of the... The ad blocking war that google has undertaken and again i recommend this video is a pretty good um, um, i think they're trying to insinuate that youtube has gone kind of a little off kilter like a certain former pop star but his videos are always funny fireship and informative part of what drove me to have these hundred plus months was because this before and after, this is my scratch pad, right? This is my dashboard, um, which I basically kind of highlight the PPDs and where I stand and things like that. Um, What you see here is before and after. So before was all the blog posts I had lost thanks to ClearDB. I wanted to replace the 13 years of data that they had Stolen from me or deleted from me, and at least get to parity. Right. So once I got, I replaced, I, 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 in about five and a half years, I had the same number of posts. Right. That was more of a, a ego driven metric. Right. EDM, ego driven metric, not electronic data. <laughs> now I'm at 5842. I think I've proven that. And that always gets me into this. Well, once I, I think it was um, January of 2021 or 2022, I hit that 50, 50 mark. I was like, I don't need to do this anymore. And then I, every time I think, now whether it's divine intervention, I'll let you decide. But people come up to me at that point and say, no, I love what you're doing.
2: I'm like,
1: okay. (laughs) Now I'm not saying I'm going to, so my plan is, and if you have opinions on this, Ranging from please don't do it to yeah, go ahead and do it to I don't really care. Let us know in the comments because I'm just curious, right? Um, the other thing is that I'm not going to completely kill the blog because that'd be stupid, dude. There will be a blog, but I'm thinking about going back and yeah. focusing on more pithy posts. Whew, say that 10 times fast. A priority <laughs> on pithy posts. Um, <laughs> back to the alliterations again. Um, long story short and we're like way past that <laughs> what do, what i just want to know what the audience thinks and actually i want to know what you think andy like what are your thoughts on this
2: i you know frank i i think whatever you whatever you've done over time i think you put up good good material good content and the fact that you've automated it has just allowed you to do more of it and um you know i Uh, Personally, I don't see a reason to change if it's working and your metrics will tell you uh, by the direction they're moving in. Um, I'm not privy to your metrics, but I have a pretty good idea how they're going. So, right,
1: right. Um, I get about anywhere between five to 15,000 impressions per month. Nice. You know, not enough for the private jet. But I'll take it. Um yeah. but anyway, uh you know the, the, the long and short of it is is I want to take the time that I put into getting to not just to hundred, but be well beyond hundred and take that yeah. time and put it into other projects that I think will add more value either to yeah. myself or to, to 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 the community at large. Now to that end, um I've talked about dingo a number of times. Um, what you see here is the um, you know the the what you saw was the 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 TK inter interface. Uh, originally, it was a command line tool. I'm thinking about open sourcing it. And oh, wow. why would I do that? Why would I do that? Well, one, uh, I have I'm a lot more cautious about what Kool Aid I sip. <laughs> <laughs> Windows 8 Silverlight Zoom um, today so i am a believer in the philosophy of open source i think it makes sense i think it is good for a number of reasons yep um, me too. two um i think i've taken dingo by myself as far as it can go right okay i think now you'll notice that hey frank you said you wrote it in c sharp you just showed me a tk inter application which is python a Python GUI, what happened there? So one of the first aha moments I had about ChatGPT was I was on New Year's Day this year actually. I was lamenting the fact that while I could run.net core on the Mac and on Linux and on Windows, I felt it'd be better to do it in Python for X number of reasons. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, but that's going to take time. And, you know, it's not like I have a month off. So I kind of had this thought what if I just asked ChatGPT? I described the code. This is what I want to do. I had something up and running in an hour. The command line tool took about an hour and a half to get kind of right. Wow. And then four or five more hours to get the GUI. But most of that was. Most of that was me learning TK intern, kind of knowing what questions to ask. But the fact that a project that took me about a month, not full time, to build out, and I could re- I could convert that to another platform in a day, under a day, a holiday no less. Right. Right? That's very powerful. And I think that that was my aha moment. For me, that was that was the value I got out of Dingo other than the original Animal it's named for. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I'm thinking, and I, I kind of sketched down on the whiteboard where I want to go. I want to be able to pull in content, not just from YouTube, but from all their video alternatives that you're forming up for a number of reasons. But I think the ad block war and what they've done to the degree that they're fighting ad blockers doesn't sit well with me, right? I am helping YouTube in a way that while I love YouTube, I think they provided an enormous benefit for humanity. How they're behaving now. Eh. Plus, I'd love to be able to pull in content from LinkedIn, right? Video content from LinkedIn, yeah. More there, right? Twitch, um, X, right? All these different things. Sure. I would love to see this become a, it's not a product, but something a little bit more fleshed out and full fledged to help other content yeah. creators. That is what's making me think about open sourcing it. Is the idea that I can kind of take this seed and offer people the opportunity to do something with it i think it's a neat idea
2: frank and uh i love your attitude about it I'm like you huge believer in open source and uh, the more i've been playing with uh other platforms uh the more you know that's become obvious of course you know the ai and stuff like that related a lot of that is either open source or being driven by open source right um so I think taking Dingo open source would be a neat experiment and just see how it goes. Um, I'm excited to see what comes of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like to know from the community what I'm thinking of doing, because I did some bad, bad developer no-nos. I I did have hard code, hard coded mm. passwords and stuff in the first check-in. I'm going to sure. kill that. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the C-sharp version and the Python version and create a new repo with both of them in it. So people can kind of nice. pick and choose. Yeah. Um, what I really want to do, and this is something that, you know, I want to make it a website because when my, just, it's a lot more flexible, right? Sure. And um, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my, my vision for it. Will it take off? I don't know, um, but it'd be a good experiment and experience of like, this is how you take something that is proprietary and personal-ish, Mm-hmm. And then give it to the world and see what happens. Yeah. I think that would be value. But if anyone has an opinion on that, let me know. Um, I'll be curious to know what you think. I mean, basically, it's a bridge between YouTube and WordPress. Um, because WordPress is not the content management system we deserve. It's the content management system we need. You know, again, with the movie quote right? Mm -hmm. It's not perfect WordPress. I know I'm getting a lot of hate mail on this. WordPress is kind of annoying sometimes, but the ecosystem it has built up in the community over the years is second to none. Like, it's just, it's just would be impossible to replace the community like for that. Like, and, um, you know, and the API is actually pretty solid. I'm able to do a lot of things. There's some things I want. So that's kind of where I'm thinking about that. Um, but uh, let me know in the comments and, and things like that below or just write us, let us know what you think or like you just don't care. <laughs> that's, a, that's a totally valid thing too, right? Sure. Um, because not everyone wants to be a content creator or even this, you're not really a content creator, you're kind of like a content aggregator and repackager. <laughs> but again, that still adds value to people upstream. You know, and only Definitely. one person over the course of the last four or five years has called me out on it. So, yeah, but you can't please them all, right? Nope. So we've gone on for 90 minutes. This might be one of the longest shows we've ever had, but it's always been enjoyable. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Muhammad. Uh, Thank you, King. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Andy's upcoming course. Thank you. Which as soon as I click it here, Uh, Be sure to check that out. Is it going to show? There we go. Thanks, Frank. Uh, No problem. Here is another uh, QR code. This is the talking. It's right above Andy's head. Um, This is the um, news release around Watson X. uh, That's going to be talking about at reInvent. There's a lot of good stuff going on at reInvent this week. Um, But I just want folks to click click on these things um make it easy on you uh definitely if you're gonna learn uh um adf you're gonna learn from the master he's right here oh thank Um, you frank and um plus how often not only can you learn adf from one of the best minds in a in that in the field but also um uh, uh, one of the best minds was zero accent i mean that is just i mean <laughs> that's so true they say lightning doesn't strike twice but it, it has right here so you're you're absolutely right about the accent frank That's, that's a true <laughs> statement. but um but yeah, so with that in mind, you know, and also too, I mean, we have kind of bank we have kind of rambled on for a bit of time. And I appreciate if you're listening to this point or watching to this point, I really appreciate that. And and I think one of the things that we're kind of branching out as we we ponder what season eight of data driven will be, um, you know, um say what you want about Joe Rogan, right? He has his he has his adoring fans, he has his enraged detractors. Um, sure. um but He, I think, has pioneered the long-form podcast or long-form interview, right? That is true. I mean, his shows are at a minimum two hours, yeah. Right, and I find myself once I get hooked into one, like you can't help but finish the story. Yeah. There's also another one. I think we we mentioned this before. It's called Acquired, and they basically do a deep dive on a particular company and/or technology. It's both. Their Nvidia show is three hours long. Yeah. It's and a it's a three-hour tour, Andy. It, is. <laughs> uh, I got it. <laughs> um, it's a Gen X uh, reference there, but um, um, but it's a fantastic show. Um, I can't. I was
2: it. I was hooked in right.
1: like three minutes, and I had to listen to the whole thing. I and I highly recommend listening to that because it kind of talks about the open AI. Open AI is part of the story. We mentioned this in the last one yep. too. Open AI yeah. is part of the story, um, NVIDIA is obviously the subject of it and, and, and the founder of NVIDIA, and kind of where he came from and what his thoughts are and where his thoughts about the future are. I mean, it was, I just can't put it down. In fact, they released a new episode, I think it's about Costco. And I'm like, no, I want to learn more about it. <laughs> 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 um, although I have, I imagine the, the Costco one's like two and a half hours long too, I think. So it could, but but it. I think it's interesting how, and, and the reason why I mentioned Joe Rogan is because he mentioned why it came up. And again, love him or hate him, he's successful, right? Mm-hmm. And there's something we can learn from successful people, um, whether you love him or hate him, right? Yep. And I think one of the things that he pointed out was very astute, he's a lot smarter than he lets on. I think, I think so too. Um, yeah. But he said like, you know, one of the reasons why the late night talk show format is dying. Right. And if you look at the ratings, I think we can all agree. It's not, yeah. Is it going to go away? Is it going to go extinct? I don't know about that, but it certainly has seen better days. Is that because we have an entire generation that has grown up, maybe two generations grown up in a soundbite culture. There's yeah. a hunger. There's a thirst for an interview that lasts more than three minutes yeah right and if you look about the typical format whether it's johnny carson whether it's um jimmy Kimmel, or who's the new guy used to be on saturday Night Live. Did, didn't letterman come back letterman no letterman has his own different show now
2: does he okay i think he does i don't
1: know he looks like santa claus now <laughs> um i'm gonna get hate haters from the it's not a beard joke i swear I, where was I going with this? Aye, 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 um, the, um, no, but it's long form. His thinking is that there's no topic in the world you can explain in three minutes. And the reason why that was popular from say the fifties through. So about today was because people used to read newspapers. There used to be long form content was the only choice you had. And then this novel thing called television, you could kind of explain something in three minutes entertain people within three minutes and cut their commercial break or cut to a musical act. That was very unique. But now we live in the world of TikTok and things like that, where that's not unique. In fact, it's very much the norm, right? The whole thing of people who want to dive deep into a topic. Now they have these long form formats and it's not just podcasts. It's not just Rogan. I mean, if think about it this way, if you had told me 10 years ago that there, I would listen to something for three hours on NVIDIA, right or one technology company and i would be riveted all three hours i would have said you're absolutely insane yeah here we are but it was well done it was very well done yep there was this thing maybe you can understand this the thing they were talking about a buck a buck hat what's this buck hat was it bucky's was it a sports like a college sports thing I, i don't know there there is
2: a bucky's Buc- I mean, there's lots of Bucky's merchandise. That's what I thought so, he was talking about. That's what I thought too, but I'm not positive. Um, and, and people are. Just by the way, we're, the- we're what the heck? We are, are getting on- our first Virginia Bucky's. I think really cool. uh, next year. I think maybe 20, maybe late 2024, early 2025, nice. and it's it's going to be out where Kent lives, and Kent's one of our. He was on our show. Earlier. He was on the show. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. He's retired now. By the way. Oh, playing as much golf as possible. We we still work together because we we
1: you know we like hanging out.
2: Right. <laughs> so, right. So. Anyway,
1: um. Yeah. This is Bucky's. Like a convenience store, or is it a truck stop? That's the thing I couldn't figure it out.
2: Is, so they have um more gas pumps than normal. It's okay. usually like they can have hundreds of gas pumps. I think the one we're getting, um. And I think it's going to be in New Kent County. For those who don't know, uh, the jokes about Kent. Kent lives in a subdivision called Kentland in New Kent County. Yeah, it's all about That's Kent. awesome. But they usually have like, I think the one we're getting is going to be like fifty or seventy-five gas pumps, which, you know, is about uh, forty to sixty-five more than you find at a large. What was considered before Bucky's a large uh, gas. That's station. a lot. Interesting. It is and it's like a convenience store. Some people have compared it to like a Walmart with, you know, a hundred pumps, something like that. It's just and supposedly, you know, it's decent stuff,
1: uh good food. But know. how is that different than like a flying J or a pilot truck stop? That's the thing I don't well <laughs> I think it's more catered towards
2: um families, cars. And, okay, and that not, makes sense. Not that to track trailers.
1: Okay. But I know it has like this cult following, <laughs> a lot Excuse following. Me. Like I remember when we drove to, um, well, when we drove to vacation in Hilton Head, and when I drove to yeah. Raleigh for work, there was a sign that was like, oh, cheer up. something, I'm going to paraphrase, but it said, cheer up, only 183 yeah. miles to Bucky's. Right. Like, right. Like, what? Like, is it really that much of a thing? Apparently it is. <laughs> So people, so for people who don't
2: drive on the East coast or haven't for decades, right. Um, there used to be an amusement park called South of the border.
1: Oh, it's still there. Is it? Cause they it's used to have there.
2: signs everywhere. Well, the signs was are a the lot more important. politically
1: correct today than they were. I got but, you. Uh, okay. Yeah, so South of the but
2: border. But there used is... to be signs like that, that would say, you know, a hundred miles to South of the
1: border. I'm glad and you and, mentioned that because I was like, it sounds exactly. like South of the border, but I'm like, ah, no one will get right. that reference. Um. Yeah. But, um, sorry.
0: No, 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 no,
1: it makes sense because, like, it was like, you know, because, like, what they would do because mostly most families, when they would go to Disney World, um, uh, yeah, really in the 70s and 80s before airfare became a lot like the cost it is now. Um, oh, cool, do Jeff you, Jeff? awesome, it's oh, still there. awesome.
2: Okay, I did not know, Jeff.
1: I and only uh... know because we saw it on the way to, um, Hilton Head, right? Because south Got of the you. border is a, um, Okay, how can I describe it in a way that will not offend 2023 sensibilities? So it is, uh, it, I so you could say it's an amusement park, <laughs> or uh, uh, hey, Jeff, how's it going, man? Jeff is awesome, hey, We gotta get him on the show. It's a,
2: he says it's a ghost town, uh, so not sure it is. how much is actually open. It right is.
1: There. So the last time I actually stopped, gotcha, at um, so it used to be that most people on the East coast. Yeah. It's a neon. neon Like it's, so it used to be that kids and I was one of them would drive from New York to Disney world. Right. Because now it's just down 95. Right. Yeah. 18 hours down 95, but still. (laughs) Um, So you would drive down to um, there and somebody was very clever and said, Hey, I'm just South of the North of the South Carolina, North Carolina border. Right. Um, yeah, Jeff, that's what I was gonna say. Oh, wow. So okay. it used to be like this mini, it was kind of like depending on who you ask, it was either a tourist trap or a um um you know, tourist attraction. And it was meant to yeah. be a mini theme park for families headed to Disney World. That was basically I think what it originally was because they realized like right. hey, a lot of people from Boston, New York, and DC are on ninety-five. I have a lot I have a plot of land that's south of the North Carolina border with South Carolina. I'm going to make this themed after uh a country that is south of the US border. So again, I think they started in the 50s or the 60s, very different sensibility, yeah. very different era. So some of the signs and they got very clever about this. They they would start the signs like down by Southern Virginia, I think, down by like uh, Emporia. Yeah. Right? Yep, yep which is a town on more or less on the border of Virginia and North Carolina. That's NASCAR country, brother. That is NASCAR country. Um, So you basically go and it was like, hey, you know, Pedro was their mascot. uh, Right. The Spanish name, version of the name Peter. Um, And Mr. Pedro would have various um, attributes that would, some would say were very stereotypical and some would say would be very offensive. I'll leave that to you. I'm sure there's YouTube channels and vlogs and blogs about this place. But basically, it was kind of meant to, they would have, they used to, at their heyday, they used to have rides. They had like a uh, Ferris wheel, they had a tower that was shaped like a giant sombrero. Kind of get the idea. So some of the ads would be like, hey, you know, my favorite one is kids don't stop, stop screaming until they let you go get off the exit itself. It was very, <laughs> it was very cute. Like, like it, they had yeah. some cute aspects to it. But you're right. Like I last stopped there when I was driving with to speak at Charleston, South Carolina, um code camp. Charleston Code Camp. Yeah. And we stopped there and I'm like, oh, I wanna see it. Like, you know, I was, you know, it'd been like 15, 20 years I've been. I was like, I want to see it. And my then my then girlfriend was not a big fan of car trips. Let's just put let's I'll put it out there. I like. I have to worry about offending her at this point, right? <laughs> so, but we needed gas anyway. So it's like, well, right. we got to get gas, so we'll stop. And it was just, a, it was just a, a shell of its former self. And this is like 2005. Mine. I can only imagine. Oh yeah, he's right. Jeff is correct. Wow. Like there used to really? be, yeah, he's right. Like 30 of them, and each one would say you're only 60 yeah. miles away. Like so, when I saw the Buckys thing. Saying like "cheer up, kids" or something like that. You're only hundred miles away. I was like, "What is this, Bucky's?" And like, I saw like this this Facebook meme about Bucky's, and I'm like, "Is it a convenience store? Is it a truck stop? Is it a is like a a neon part? Like, what is this thing? What is this sorcery?" Like, that was kind of. I think it's
2: all of the above,
1: really. I I mean, I'm pretty sure sure they sell diesel there. there I can't wait to see that. But, um, but no, he's right. Like, I mean, it used to be a big thing when the, you know, my family would go to Disney, like every year at one point when I was a kid and would just yeah. be like, oh, look, we see the first South of the border sign. Yay. You know, cause it's a, it well, marks, I know. Go ahead. No, it marks like the halfway point more or less from New York. So once you saw South of the border, you knew you're almost there. And I think yeah, it's brilliant strategy and marketing for who whoever built it because by that point, if you're a kid or you have multiple kids yeah. going to Disney, by that point they're probably bouncing off the walls because they've been exactly. in the car a good nine hours. Okay, <laughs> here it is. So if that Walmart makes sense. and Girl had a baby, it would be Bucky's. Thank yeah. you, Jeff. That, Food that is
2: and shop and gas. So, I have you? I was going to ask Jeff if you've stopped there. I know you come from way down south from where you are now. Ah, uh, you live way down south, and I know where you are now. So I'm not going to out you. I'm not doxing you. Buddy. Don't dox
1: him, please. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, um, but did you stop at Bucky's? Do you do y'all do that coming and going?
1: It's the South version. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I live where I live now in Maryland. There's this. There's this joke. It was like you know when a when a baby is when a kid is born in Maryland and they reach a certain age. They go to the sorting house, the sorting hat, and the sorting hat will will make them part of you know the house of Royal farms, the house of Wawa, or the house of uh, uh, Highs. Not getting high. It's a convenience store chain called Highs. highs. Um, And there was another one too. I know I'm getting a lot of hate mail about that. Um, So there's two in Florida. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it was a cool so nice but yeah so I, for those of you that are curious about the history of south of the border there used to be a site that chronicled like the history the rise and in, in 2005 it was the fall of it but i can only imagine what it looks like now because uh, yeah. it was pretty sad in 2005 and that's a good that's, good lord that's, that's 18 years that. ago right doing math right that was like yesterday. Yeah. That was like last year. No, <laughs> High 7-Eleven sheets. Sheets, that's the one I was forgetting, which is a shame on me because I spent a lot of time in Western Pennsylvania uh, the last six months. Eight, eight months now. Well, yeah, I yeah. should have sheets like tattooed in my brain. Um, but <laughs> I, I am still nostalgic for the North Jersey uh, convenience store of choice. Quick check. I am still team quick check. This many years later, I'm still team quick check in mm. fact that's how you can tell if you're in north jersey or south jersey one of the mechanisms is is there yeah. a check nearby or is it a wawa
2: interesting like,
1: it's a wawa so can you
2: can you pump your gas in new jersey now
1: no really no that's <laughs> funny so the last time i had to go to new jersey for a business trip and for those relatives and family that were like well, you come didn't stop by it was way in south jersey and because we have three boys now I literally left that night at like midnight and I got there at like two in the morning and then as soon as the meeting was over, I turned around. Yeah. But I intentionally stopped in Delaware to pump my own gas. Pumping your own gas is a thing. Load up the tank and then, which because I have memories of being stuck on the last exit on the turnpike for like two hours when uh, coming down back to Richmond, I think. Uh, for Christmas, I, I drove up for Christmas to see the family in Jersey waiting for, like, it wasn't two hours, but it felt like two hours because it was cold and I just wanted to get home. Yeah. Um, which is funny, even funnier when you consider that one of the first, all, of, of the many blog posts that have been lost to history, thanks to ClearDB, B, um, <laughs> is the the, a recollection of my first activities in pumping my own gas when I lived in Richmond. Okay. Because I usually, when I drove, I never left. If I did go to New York state, I'd go to the city and I knew better to never buy gas in Manhattan because it was significantly more expensive. So I'd always yeah. fill up in New Jersey. So except for this one time for a friend's wedding, I ended up in Westchester County, New York. I was low on gas. Mm-hmm. I pull up, and I didn't have a phone to look at. So, you know, I picked up something to read and I'm waiting. I'm like, when's the dude going to come up? And then I realized I was in New York City. So part of part of my first, like, culture shock when moving to Richmond was um, was having to pump my own gas. And, like, I had to figure it out. So it was really oh, it's really funny. That's a, hmm? a weird thing
2: to have. I mean, there are places that will pump your gas. And it's always odd. Because somebody
1: starts walking towards you when you get out of the car. You're like what are you doing what are you doing yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so it's funny for for how far i've come to that you know now i absolutely made sure i filled up in delaware so i could take care of right. that i never had stuff for gas in new jersey there you go so jeff
2: jeff get a shout out to uh wawa
1: wawa and i love um, wawa
2: i like wawa too yeah it, we have them I, i'm trying to think where the closest one is there's there's a rumor that there's a wawa coming to farmville Oh, interesting. A rumor. One yeah. of my
1: cousins was... Um,
2: Out by Lowe's. That's the rumor I heard, but who knows?
1: Yeah, they used to They used to be more common that they would do the... Um, exactly, the, yeah, yeah. Full
2: in self-serve. Yep, yep. Uh,
1: I do wonder um, with the people who have kind of mobility issues, like what do they do? Um, like how do they manage that? Um, but... Um, yeah. yeah so. I don't know.
2: I don't know how that would work out. Um, hopefully they've got somebody with them, you know, that could help. I imagine, but I, some of them know, have buttons on them.
1: Some of them I've noticed have buttons on them that if they have yeah. a wheelchair button on it and presumably that would do something. I, never, maybe someone will come out and I never pump never gas, it, but, uh, I, but I mean, monitor.
2: people that are disabled and driving by themselves, I mean, they're not totally helpless. They're, if they're doing that, they're getting right. They have they to at least have something, already.
1: but like, I wonder like with like, yeah. You know I remember when my mom moved to Maryland because she'd lived in New Jersey like she also experienced like the whole oh my god I have to pump my own gas right and she did have mobility issues with her with her knees yeah. and her feet so no I mean and,
2: I get it I just it's weird if you like for me I the other I've way is weird too north right well no, it's so you got out somebody came over pump my I saw I can do it he was okay he can't
1: it's it's against the law god help you you, if you try it will freak the you know what out if you try to pump your gas, i remember i went to i drove to new jersey with um
2: okay uh, jeff i grew up
1: in maryland cool yeah we're in maryland i am in carroll county maryland so on the border of howard county and carroll yep um but um Kind of where suburbia ends and and horse country begins is, is a good way to describe it. Like fact, well, the that, the land now,
2: it's like Interstate eighty one is that line that you're describing. Yeah, I'm not that far west. That's country.
1: Hagerstown. Um, oh, okay, but I'm only like a half hour from Hagerstown. I'm, I'm in I'm Virginia. A whole, probably half of a lot of that. town in Baltimore, I would say. Oh, cool.
2: Okay, I didn't think of that. that
1: yeah, way. Um Coolness. Land is a lot cheaper here than it is in Montgomery County. There nice. were a lot of other reasons to not want to live in Montgomery County. Uh, no, but um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm your BWI. Like that is, I can be like when we when we took the cruise out of Baltimore, Baltimore last year, we were on the boat in 30 minutes. Like it was crazy, nice, crazy convenient. Um, nice. but um, the big reason to leave Montgomery County, among others, was the taxes kept going up and up and up and up, and the services were at best stalling or getting worms and i was Darned. like i know how this movie went i know how this movie ends ask a former <laughs> box doesn't ask a former staten islander right like right i know how this ends i know exactly how this movie ends and i'm getting out while i can still sell pretty good like yeah, it's, it's yeah. funny because we weren't planning on moving right away but our neighbor yeah. one day that old house who's also named frank uh good name um basically told us how much he sold um. Yes. So the rain tax was statewide. I thought they canceled it, but it might be back now. So, <laughs> all right. It's very, I try not to get political on this show. Is there also an oxygen tax? Right. Anyone? <laughs> any <ideas? laughs> um. So the rain tax he's talking about there might it might be one. So so it boils down oh, to wow. again good intentions, unintended consequence. Uh, the idea is that um, rain runoff can pollute the Chesapeake Bay. Yes, it totally is the most ridiculous thing. What Ooh. I want to know is do I get a rebate if there's a drought? That's what I want to know. Um, yeah, they'll try that. They'll give me any idea. Um, so the <laughs> rain tax was this concept that the governors of states that border the Chesapeake Bay, Virginia, Delaware, yeah. well, Delaware technically borders it, it's the runoff, Pennsylvania, Maybe West Virginia. They all got together and said, "We should do something to protect the Chesapeake." Yes, we should. How about a tax on rain? Here's a here's a thought from back
2: when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. How about not dump tons of keystone into the James River?
1: Oh, that's crazy talk. I know, I know. Um, I know. But um, we can't have any fun. So that they all got together <laughs> and said, "Yeah, let's do that." Yeah, let's do that. Only one state did it. It was Maryland. Oh, right? wow. And then because it was an election year coming up, this is uh, they they they, they enacted a tax in early January, and by mid February, they're like, Oh, if we run with this tax on the books, our party is not going to win the election in November. So they killed the tax, and it sounds like mm-hmm. it might be back now. But I know various counties, Montgomery County being one of them, said that's a splendid idea, let's add that tax. Um, gosh, but um. And then New Jersey, after Hurricane Sandy, has a rain tax now because they want to be able to, to pay for storm management. Um,
2: I, you know, uh, I can kind of understand that. But I if the counter argument to tax.
1: that, I don't live there anymore. I don't have a, I don't have a, a horse in the race. But the counter argument was a friend of mine who lives there was like, wait, were my taxes already paying for storm order management? What happened to that money? Well, that's a good question. That yeah, is. I don't live in New Jersey anymore and I have no plans of moving back. No offense. I do miss the pizza, though. Not gonna lie. Yeah. And the bagels and the Jamaican beef patties. But other than that, eh. yeah. So I'm not,
2: I don't know that we have the Jamaican thing covered. We've got, we got pizzas. We had,
1: no, no, had no. no. People... There's pizza and then there's good pizza.
2: So, well, I mean, you know, I got to put in a plug for Pinos here in Farmville. They make pretty good pie, pretty good pies. Um, and you know, up going to say, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, Ellicott City, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I totally agree. Like Ellicott City yeah. is a special case, but but the problem yeah. is is that it's a river basin. Um, it's always been a river basin. Don't build there. You know, yeah. high density housing there it's
2: it's a high thing. ground
1: built there i mean we we have
2: that you know we have that all over here too as right. well and it's just it's it's i i want to say it's unfortunate that the land is cheaper in a
1: flood basin
2: I mean, It's a combination of factors well it there. is sad
1: like i mean and and, and yeah. it's like it's like the problem is that, that coastal areas beachfront property always sell for more right like and there's there's yep. just People want to be by the water, but um, right, you know, oh it's the housing on the mountain above that is. They, I mean, zoning laws exist for a reason, and they should be enforced, right? Because they take into account important things like flooding. But if you are a local yeah. official, not putting in thats the neighboring county. Um, not saying anything bad about their politicians, although, um, they should have been a lot more, um. Yeah, what he's saying is basically that that when they build when they build oh, all you. the high density house, yeah, I see what he means. Like they, they yep, altered yep. the okay, flow makes of the river sense. and they altered the flow right. of the rainwater. Um they, they made a massive goof there and they're the ones that yeah, that that, that um um zoning laws exist for a reason, right? We, how water flows is not a secret. You don't need a quantum computer to figure out. It's how, not new. How, no. How water is going to behave and how soil is going to react with it. I mean, the Egyptians yes. had this stuff figured out. Um, yeah. Possibly before the pyramids, right? In fact, probably oh, oh, able to build the pyramids because yeah. they had a steady food supply. So that's what's I got to
2: agree. I got to oh, agree right? with Jeff's latest comment here because, yeah, well, I used to live down, down that way near St. Mm-hmm. Augustine. And yes, that is amazing pizza. Uh, There's so many New
1: Yorkers, though, who live in Florida. I can see why.
2: Yeah, that uh, makes sense. um, Yeah, they would all flock to that. They would all flock.
1: Although the best pizza I had in my life, and I know I'm going to get hate mail from people I know and people I don't know, (laughs) was actually in Germany. Like, um,
2: Oh, wow. There was a lot of
1: Italian immigrants who'd come over when the Italian economy was terrible in the 70s, and they set up businesses I mean, there was this one place in Frankfurt. Um, I don't know if it's still around, but it was on uh, Schweizerstrasse and my old neighborhood, Sachsenhausen, in Frankfurt. Um, uh, That's funny. It was awesome. Oh, and these guys barely spoke German, too. Like it was great. Yeah. Like, but I, I see, was...
2: Jeff, my whole plan here, and you're, you're not helping, is I'm trying to get Frank to move to Farm. There you go. That's what I'm trying to do. I, I, he can I, get, I'm you can totally... get like 10 times the house here. I'm, I'm down
1: with it. it. We just need to get my wife to get the final approval that she can work remotely. I'll I'll work
2: on her. I'll Plus, uh, I'll
1: start, I'll get my wife to work on her. There you go. And um, see, yes, they can the, hang out. Um, No, it is. It, I mean, I like Roanoke. I visited Roanoke a couple of times. Yeah. It was beautiful up there. <laughs> you know, there is something to say for a state with no state income taxes. My my wife That's was an true. army brat. My wife was an army brat and our last house was like the longest she lived anywhere so she was bouncing off oh, wow. the walls we weren't going to move until thanks to the pandemic and this is before interest rates went through the roof our yeah, neighbor yeah. says oh i'm moving like really like we didn't see a sign he goes oh justin farmville right now so i was
2: trying to protect you jeff i wasn't i didn't want to dox here
1: the um <laughs> i just saw the counter hit two hours good lord um oh my goodness um well i have presentations i need to work on for work but the short of it is um, that um, our neighbor basically sold his old house in three days for nice. like ridiculous, an obscene amount of money. Nice. And we're like, we have a slightly bigger plot of land than you and one more bedroom. Um, right. So we're like, you know. Maybe we, it's time. Maybe it's time to leave. And it was. <laughs> but I, with that, I will end the stream. Thank you, Jeff, uh, for commenting. Uh, I have yeah, it was great. Well, um. have a good one. And I'll play the outro graphics. And again, if you're listening to this on the podcast, let us know, was this too long of a show? Was this, I'm not going to do the Joe Rogan three hour thing, but I'm just curious what you think. Um, and have a good one. We'd love your feedback. We totally want your feedback. All right. Have a good one.
0: And just like that, dear listeners, we've reached the end of another enlightening episode of the Data Driven Podcast. I must say, Time flies when you're discussing the complexities of technology, or maybe it's just my internal clock running at hyperspeed. Remember, whether you're a seasoned tech guru or just dipping your toes into the digital waters, there's always something new on the horizon. So, keep those processors buzzing and those minds open. Until next time, I'm Bailey, your semi-sentient host, signing off. Stay curious, stay data-driven, and as always, Stay slightly amused by the wonders of technology.